Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. And a very pleasant Tuesday to you. News Radio 1070 WKOK, Steve Jones Show, and Sean Carey. Steve, in a second, we'll check in from the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, Ford, Lincoln, Hyundai, North 4th Street, Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors, Kia. On the Strip, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Lots of ways to get in contact with us. Our email is stevejones at wkok.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Our Twitter handle at stevejonespsu. And also, we invite you to subscribe to our Steve Jones Show podcast, available on both the Apple Podcast app, iTunes, Google Play, search Steve Jones Show. When you subscribe, after our shows air live on WKOK, we can drop them to your mobile device. You can listen to them anytime, anywhere. And you always have access to three months of shows. We've got them archived on the podcast archive page. Appropriately enough, it's stevejonesshow.com. So with you live till 5, then we'll have our late-day news roundup. Chris Elio at the Anchor Desk this afternoon. And then we'll dive into Phillies baseball tonight here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Airtime on deck will be 6.30 with Jim Jackson. And first pitch, 7.05 from D.C. as the Phillies open up a series with the Washington Nationals. Looks like the Nationals are now selling. They have traded second baseman Daniel Murphy to the Chicago Cubs, and they have sent first baseman Matt Adams to the St. Louis Cardinals. Cubs also sent Class A minor league infielder Andrew Monasterio and a player to be named for cash considerations to Washington for Murphy. The Cardinals sent cash considerations to the Nationals for Adams. It's unclear where Murphy will play in Chicago. Javier Baez, who's having an MVP caliber season, is the Cubs' primary second baseman. Cubs' starting third baseman Chris Bryant currently on the DL with a shoulder injury. Murphy has experience playing third base. Murphy has a career batting average of two ninety nine. He is hitting three hundred this season with six home runs and 29 RBIs in 56 games. He will be a free agent after this season. Although since the All-Star break, Murphy is hitting three forty. That's in the top 10 in the majors. Over the last three seasons, Murphy is hitting 366 with runners in scoring position. Three-time All-Star was the National League Championship Series MVP in 2015. Of course, at that point, was with the New York Mets. He hit four home runs in a four-game sweep of the Cubs and set a Major League record by hitting six home runs in six straight playoff games that postseason. Adams, who began his career with the Cardinals, Phillipsburg, Pennsylvania native, hitting 257, 18 home runs, 48 RBIs in 94 games. Although dating back to earlier this month, a couple of weeks, he is 
0 for 21. He has started only four games over that span, losing playing time at first base to Ryan Zimmerman. The Nationals now swimming one game under 562 and 63. They are seven and a half games out of first in the National League East. Speaking of the National League East, the Phillies fumbled a big opportunity to gain ground over the weekend on the Braves when the Braves were swept by the Nationals. So you've got the Phillies at 68 and 56, starting a three-game set tonight in D.C. A rough weekend for the Fightins as the Mets took three out of five from Philly, including the 8-2 loss at Bowman Field on Sunday night in the second annual Little League Classic. And right after the game, uh, Gabe Kapler was quoted, we needed a day off, talking about yesterday, and uh, uh, did, regain did your analytics? strength and go into Washington. Did the analytics guys uh, tell him to do that? Or mm. it's just like one of those gut moves? <laughs> Vince Velasquez and Taylor Rourke will be your starting pitchers tonight here on WKOK. We're going to get some high school football talk going here, too, as we're now three days away from the start of the season. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to yeah, that. Yeah, since we have a Phillies Day game on Thursday, and since we're going to be a little busy tomorrow, a rare Tuesday high school football roundtable. Ah, well, that'll include all, all the big timers. Yeah. I mean, Zach, got Zach's going to be there. He's going to be joining us uh, to talk about that. And do we get Pat? Uh, we will have Zach in lieu of Pat. Zach in lieu of Pat. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Greg Wetzel coming back. Greg, oh, good. So we're all set then. We're good. Yeah. Missing anything? Oh, yes, and our Braves announcer, too. He'll be our leadoff hitter. Dick Court's going to join us. <laughs> That's great. I always like talking to Dick. Yep. He's tremendous. I am going to be with you tomorrow. How about that? Fingers crossed The uh, any showers we get tomorrow will be out of the way and we'll be out on the patio. We'll be good. For another great outing. Oh, we'll be good. We'll be really good. Um, I'm not worried about that at all. Nah, I think <laughs> I think once the party starts, we'll be fine. Once we show up, though, we may be on the back end of a little bit of rain after when we show up to start to set things up. We'll be fine. We'll be, yeah, we'll be canopy. We'll be good. No, it won't rain when we're there. It'll be nice. Looking forward to it. Going to be a Front Street station. It'll be Steve versus the train. <laughs> Nothing like it. Steve versus the train. Uh, last year, that guy went back and forth in the train. I think he just did it to be just to be a, He's a testing drunk. you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, he just he did it deliberately. Oh my goodness! Testing the gear shifter. No, he wasn't. He was testing me. <laughs> That's what that was about. <laughs> like, all right, it's going to be a test of wills. But now, I patiently waited him out. You did, but in the end, but in the end, I'm telling you right now, he won because <laughs> he, he knew he could go back and forth anytime he wanted. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, those of you wondering about the uh, talk show with James, that will not start until next week, so next Thursday, the 30th. 
In fact, he even asked me about that Sunday night. He comes and says, hey, Steve, what day are we going? I said, yeah, we're going to. Or Saturday, he asked me about it. I said, we're going to go with Thursday the 30th. He goes, okay. And the first uh, series of update shows will be Monday. So there you go. That's what we've got going on and coming up and coming back. It's finally that time. Week zero is this week. And you've got Colorado State. Um, Colorado State will be taking on Hawaii. It's probably the biggest game of the weekend, to be frank with you. And that's pretty much it. Uh, you, you know... You have nothing but uh, a group of six teams playing. All the Power Five teams do not start playing, Sean, until uh, the, the 30th, that Thursday night. And then it's a five-day college football fest next weekend. Five days. Five days worth of college football, starting on the 30th and going through Labor Day. Yeah, it's going to yeah, you know, I always enjoy it. You got Notre Dame is going to be playing Michigan. Shea Patterson was installed as the starting quarterback yesterday at Michigan. Some have wondered, wow, it's really a surprise he named a starter so early. And uh, look, if it's clear cut, it's clear cut. Just name it, go on. Okay, if it's clear cut, it's clear cut. Obviously, he must have made it uh, clear cut that I won the job. And there was no need to drag it on any further. So he'll be the starter against Notre Dame. That will be intriguing, good to see. I think some people saw the tweet about, you know, Texas having conversations maybe with Georgia, Texas trying maybe having conversations with Penn State about something down the road, whatever. And you know how I feel about, you know, that second game of the season I think needs to have some impact to it. That's why I really liked what they did with Auburn. Putting Auburn on the schedule in 21 and 22. I, mean, I really, really like that. Like The fans will get excited about that. Fans will get excited about that. I think the football team gets excited about that. I mean, you know, you want to play big games, perceived as big games. Okay? You want to be able to do that. And the opening weekend has LSU-Miami, Notre Dame-Michigan, Florida State-Virginia Tech. Those are probably the biggest games of the weekend. And we're going to find out tomorrow uh, what Ohio State wants to do, if anything, with Urban Meyer. If anything. I don't know. We'll find out. But, yeah, it's – and can you believe high school football starts Friday? Can you believe that? I actually kind of like the fact that it starts the Friday, you know, the the, the 24th like this. I like it starts a little early. Yeah, quite a I mean, few schools not... have a first day of school tomorrow, including Seawinds Grove. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh yeah, I know all the teachers of my family are going back to work. So I've got four of them. <laughs> Including one back in the States near the nation's capital. So happy for yes. Megan. Yep, she's yep, she's back. She's teaching. Uh, Chris is gonna be up in Belfont, uh Jen's in Reversburg, uh and Dan's at Meth- in Methuen, Massachusetts. 
But the only one that's not teaching is uh, is Mike, who's and he's the uh, a supervising nurse on the transplant ward. <laughs> Let's see. So Sealands Grove is at Lewisburg. All right, so we're going to get those two there. So Zach and Greg will talk about that. Danville is at Chickalimmy, and the extremely conflicted play-by-play guy will be on. Has he ever voted to raise taxes in Danville? That's good. That's a good question. We ever let's look into that. Let's go into our news archives and see. What do you mean news archives? I'm just going to ask him on the air. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, speaking of Danville, there is going to be a high school game at Danville on Friday night, but obviously it's not Danville itself since they'll be at Shikalemi. Uh The Shimokin-Milton game is going to be played at Danville on Friday night. Uh, Milton is dealing with mold issues, and the first day of school has been moved back to, I believe, September the 6th. So because of that and safety concerns, the game will not be played at Alumni Field. They will play that game at Danville Friday night, Shimokin and Milton. We have a problem with three schools in State College right now. Same thing. Three schools. Uh, Mount Nittany uh, Middle School, Coral Street Elementary, and Radio Park Elementary, which is uh, Radio Park and uh, Park Forest were the two schools that Chris Fowler went to when he was living here. Uh, but, yeah, those three schools have the same issue because we've had so much rain. The mold. Brutal. Yeah, No, it has, it has been brutal. Can't mess with the mold, too. That's not good. And who has artificial turf in the area? Well, Danville now does, correct? Okay. Okay. Greg's at the mic now. We can have Greg chime in. So, Greg... You can think of a few, right? Yeah, Sealands Grove has it. Yep, they're getting um, okay. new turf. Yeah, they're actually getting new turf. Right. Yep. Um, Central Columbia has it. Okay. Um, Bucknell, of course, with Lewisburg playing there has it. Right. Right. Uh, so those are the those are the four main schools. Shimokin, of course, has had it for years. Yeah. Uh, Down at Kemp. Yep. Yep. So yep. Okay. So I'm just saying. I mean, those are places that, with all this rain, are not going to be affected. But it looks like the weather's going to be great at the end of the week. Oh yeah. Yep. I mean, that's the big part. The weather looks like it's going to be great at the end of the week. That was a concern with Seals Grove, though, because they are putting new turf down at, at uh, Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field. There was a concern if that was going to be a home game this Friday night. There may have been a dis- uh, there may have been a plan B that could have gone into effect, but luckily it got a little extra time to get all that taken care of, and then they can have their first home game of the season next Friday night. They'll gut it out. <laughs> <laughs> We'll take a break. We'll come back with more in a moment on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Sunbury Motors Kia is getting aggressive in August with 22 under 20 grand. Motors Kia is getting aggressive on prices with 22 brand new Kias priced under $20,000. Choose from 2018 Kia Fortes, Souls, Rios, Optimus, even some 2019 models. These models won't last long. Sunbury Motors Kia has 2018 Kia SUVs under $30,000. Plus 0% for up to 72 months available on many models. And get Kia's 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty. Have a trade? They're aggressive there, too. Paying you top dollar for your trade. SMC is getting aggressive in August and purging their 2018 inventory now. Sunbury Motors Kia on the Strip in Hummel's Wharf. Tax and tax extra. 0% financing. Well qualified customers through KMS. Restrictions apply. Warranty is a limited power drink warranty. For details, retailer will go to kia.com. 
Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, first rate in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kiro's 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Neil Kulong on the Steelers in the next half hour. We're at Front Street Station tomorrow. We'll do the show live from there. We're not going to let rain scare us off. Only the cowards are scared by them. And time now for our first of what will be many weekly roundtables on high school football. Shikalimi opens the season against Danville. That will be at home on Friday night. You'll hear it here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Uh, the voice of uh, Shikalimi football, Mike Fralazzo. I mean, uh, Kevin Hur. <laughs> I'm sorry, Sean. Uh, uh, hey, Sean, remember that magical year we had with Mike? Two years ago. Seems like yeah, seems like two days ago. God, he was good. <laughs> All right. Um, Kevin Hur back for. Is this your third straight season doing it? <laughs> uh, 21, but not 21 straight. No, as I said, is this your third straight? I asked it correctly. Oh, no, second straight. Oh. Yeah, this is this is two in a row since the one-year hiatus. Boy, remember how relaxed all of us were that year, Sean? <laughs> I was relaxed, too. You know, being dad in the stands is a lot easier. Well, not according to the other parents. Right. <laughs> Probably not according to the player, too. No, the members of the band told so, us. So, in your job in in Danville, have you ever voted to raise taxes? Uh, maybe. Maybe. I have to think back. I'll take that as a yes. All, right. All those big votes just blend together. Uh, I, I'll tell you what, I missed this so much. No, I didn't. <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. What? I'm, enti- I'm entitled. I'm, you know, I'm entitled to ask. You're just asking questions. These are these are very adequate questions to ask. You're right. So, what do you know about this football team? Because I know they keep a lot of stuff from you. <laughs> uh, you know, that's the nice thing is you have uh, two teams that have a lot of players back from a year ago, so uh, a lot of key positions back for Danville, especially. And I think that's going to be the thing that really makes a difference in this game is the specialty p- uh, positions are very strong for Danville, especially at wide receiver. They're going to have a probably a change at quarterback the way it appears in uh, the younger Riley, K.J. Riley, the sophomore, possibly getting the start here this week. Did, but, he, but he's a young player with a lot of experience as well. So I think that's going to go a long way in seeing what kind of team Jim Kaiser is able to put out on the field. He does have a little bit of a hole in the offensive line. Ryan Browse is back at center, and Preston Fosnott will be moving to the offensive side of the ball as well as the defensive side of the ball. But after that, there's not a whole lot of, you know, a a lot of varsity game time experience there in the front line. And on the other side of the coin, Steve, that's where Shikalimi really has a lot of its experiences up front. This is a high school team averaging about 260-270 up front. That's actually a pretty nice-sized high school football front line. 
and uh, starting a sophomore at center, but the rest of them have actually a lot of varsity playing experience up front, and I think that's going to be the difference uh, for Shikalimi in this game as well, is how well they're able to open up holes for this uh, spread-style offense that they run. Well, that wraps up the uh, day on the show. I'm sorry to all the other guests, but we're out of time. Um, is it bothersome that you seem to know more about Danville than Chicka Living? <laughs> Listen, this is a dream game, Steve. You have to admit, if you're calling the first game of a season, you want two teams that you know pretty well inside and out, and, and you don't have to go to a whole lot of work. And we know I don't like going to a whole lot of work on anything. So this actually is right in my wheelhouse. I know. Wheelhouse. I've, talk, I've, I've talked to Jamie. <laughs> this game is right in my wheelhouse. Yeah, Greg caught that, too. I heard that. <laughs> Wheelhouse, no wheelhouse, wheelhouse for wheel, for week one. So, how's the other nine then going to set up for you? Yeah, we'll no. worry about those later. One at a time. I, no offense, but like like dream games to me are like I don't know the Rose Bowl. All right, so uh, <laughs> listen, I, I set attainable bars for myself. I don't see the Rose Bowl in my in my future in the next couple of years. So, all right. So um, for circling me that success. On a week-in and week-out basis, what needs to happen? Well, they have they have a lot of yardage to fill on the offensive side of the ball with Gabe Tilford's graduation. But his younger brother, Lucas Tilford, is that same style player. Has the ability to throw the ball, has the ability to run the football. And I look for him to be in that quarterback position, if not to start the game for the majority of the game, at least the first week out. Uh, this is an offense that kind of ran around Gabe last year, and I think they're going to set things up and use Lucas in that same type of a position as well. On the defensive side of the ball, Duncan Weir is a freshman at linebacker that played so well last year at uh, outside and a little bit of inside linebacker a year ago that he is going to be an excellent fill-in, uh, an excellent replacement, I should say, for Gabe Tilford on the defensive side of the ball, which obviously was your leading tackler a year ago. So th those two keys there uh, in Lucas and Duncan Weir on both the offensive and defensive side of the ball are going to open up a lot of plays. And then from that point on, you're looking at the guys that are going to just uh, come in and, and get the workload uh, you know, in, in next in line, and that's uh, Zaki Nettles and Jermaine's Herring and guys like Connor Fitzgerald that you're going to see come in the game as well. And, and these are all, again, one senior and two sophomores. So this is a Shikolami team with some ex some uh, youth at the uh, skill positions, but have seen some varsity playing time with the uh, success they had a year ago. Do they have any defensive backs that see what you see? Uh, no, he graduated last year. So uh, <laughs> there's a possibility, though, that uh, Drew Balestrini could see what I see. He has good eyesight. <laughs> it's really great to chat with you. I can't tell you how much I enjoyed it. I can't tell you how much I enjoyed it. The key word is can't tell you. All I know is... Look, I asked one simple question That's that the taxpayers want to know. And, he, and again, 
Greg. Yes. He can't. He can't count. Don't That's bring, exactly don't bring right. Wetzel into it's this. Just, that was four words. Don't bring Wetzel into this. His time comes up later. Like right now. Oh, all right. Then I'm gonna go. Now, why don't you sit there and listen to how Greg and I chat with one another? Oh, I, I'm waiting with bated breath. I can't wait to so hear So, Zach. <laughs> Greg, my friend, welcome back. It's really great to hear you again. It's great to be back, Steve. Give me a, give me a foundation that Lewisburg, you think, set last season that could maybe pay some dividends this season. Well, number one, it's the second year with Coach Mark Persing, so they're familiar with his system both offensively and defensively. They have their leading rec- uh, receiver returning, and Dylan Farinato. They have a three-year starter returning a quarterback. And Max Moyers, who last year as a freshman ran for over 1,000 yards, is also returning. So key cogs in their offense, skilled people, are returning. Plus, they have three of their five uh, offensive linemen returning. So they have a good basis for, and knowledge of what Coach Persing wants them to do. So did that give them a real head start? In the preseason, because now instead of having to learn on the fly, they knew what to do right away. Yeah, that's. I think that's a real key. You know, Dylan Farinato is going to be a four-year starter for Lewisburg, and um, he holds the career receptions right now for Lewisburg. He has 95 receptions for close to 1,800 yards. He has 19 touchdowns, and this is a stat that I think is is hard to believe. He has eight career interceptions. He's returned four of them for touchdowns. I mean, it's it's just unbelievable. He's a, one of the better athletes that Lewisburg's had. All right, so where do they need to close the gap in a couple of areas? Defensive backfield, I think, is, a, is an area right now that they have to uh, shore up a little. Uh, their scrimmage, there were some things that they did well in their scrimmage against Montoursville. There's some things that they needed to work on back there. And, again, they have some kids in there that haven't played a lot and um, – you know, they were put in positions where they were one-on-one, and I, I think the coaches wanted to see exactly how they perform in that one-on-one situation. Um, and the offensive line, although three of five are returning, that was an area that needed to be worked on last year. And I think through the weight room, through summer training and things like that, they've really improved at the offensive and defensive lines. How do you view the matchup with Sealens Grove? What does Sealens Grove, in your opinion, bring to the table that creates an issue? You know what? I think it's uh, right now it's tradition. It's hearing the Sealens Grove name because Lewisburg has scrimmaged them in the past several years but has never played them in a real game. So I think that's what Lewisburg is going to have to overcome just the thought of, hey, this is Seals Grove, and this they were 4A champs last year, and every year they've been in, you know, like the district final game and stuff like that. So I think that's the biggest thing that Lewisburg's going to have to overcome. They can play with Seals Grove. They have the skill position people to play with Seals Grove. They have a big offensive line and defensive line. It's just getting that mental attitude that they can compete with Seals Grove. See, Kevin, what was wrong with that interview? Well, the biggest problem was Greg let you ask too many questions. <laughs> you know, he could have answered all those questions for you, and then just, you know, I like to I like to save you troubles. I found nothing wrong with that conversation. I like to save you, you know, having to worry about asking me questions. I cover it all for you. <laughs> How many times have you voted to raise taxes? Never. I actually thought that up. Never. I I can actually say never. You didn't say that, though, a couple minutes ago. No, I had to think about it for a minute, though. (laughs) 
How many times have you attempted to raise taxes? <laughs> I don't think. I think that's a never too. <laughs> I'm cheap. There's no way I'm getting it. Oh, you are more money than I have. To. That's why you're it took preaching so long to the get, choir. Uh, the turf field at Danville. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Lady, I have a little lady, square on that me. field there. I, excuse I me. To the club, but to the uh, to the uh, organization there. W- Wetzel, mic drop. <laughs> I, I gotta give him credit. That he one waited all summer for that one. <laughs> yeah. That's it. But I'm not doing this no, show Greg, anymore. Can, no. I'm out of here. You said the plan wouldn't work, Sean. You said it wouldn't work. Um, so, Greg, you went you went to Lewisburg scrimmage, right? Yes, I did. Kevin, did you go to Shikolami scrimmage? Uh, no, I watched it on film. You went to Pocono, didn't you? Uh, <laughs> he did. Actually, I did, yeah, on Sunday. Yeah, you know yeah, I did. Yeah. I texted you. <laughs> All right. Well, that's... I want to appreciate Greg being prepared. Uh, let's bring uh, Zach Showers in. <laughs> Zach, first of all, on behalf of all of us, congratulations to you and your wonderful wife on adopting a baby boy, Trey. We understand Trey is already a Penn State fan and is hoping that he never has to pay taxes in Danville. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you very much, um, all of you. So it's, uh, it's great to be a dad and Got a little guy here, about three weeks old right now. So excited to watch some Penn State football with him. Well, I'll tell you right now, but to say what you and your wife have done is awesome would be an absolute understatement. We're just thrilled for you. We're proud for you, and we're happy for Trey. Trey ended up with great parents. Thank you. Zach, tell us a little bit about Sealands Grove now. They, they are always, you know, look, hey, they go into most games as the favorite. I think that's pretty obvious to say, but every year is different. What makes this year different for Sealands Grove? Well, I would say this year is one of the more unique years um, in the last probably 10 years. Um, Sealands Grove is having to replace 15 seniors. They're having to replace um, the all-time leading passer who threw for almost 10,000 yards. Their top receivers eight of their top 10 tacklers, their all-time leading sack leader. Um, so there is a lot of youth on this team. Um, last year, as I said, there was 15 seniors. This year, there's only five seniors, um, all who will see playing time and should be um, contributors to the team. But um, there's just a, a lot of youth on this team, a lot of growing um, that's going to happen over the next couple weeks and hopefully sooner rather than later. Players bring different strengths to the table. Does Seals Grove have to adapt at all to the talent they have, or can they run the same system? Um, they will definitely run the same system. Uh, the the 3-5 defense has been a staple um, for the last couple of years, um, and they have athletes that just aren't experienced. Um, this team has athletes. They have guys that will step in that have been playing that system you know, in junior high and JV the past couple of years. Um, the offense might look a little bit different uh, the past couple of years. Obviously, when you have someone like Logan Leiby, there's a lot you can do, whether it's in the shotgun, whether it's uh, spreading everybody out or going under center. I think you're going to um, see a, a bit more simple offense at times, um, but I think a lot of the concepts are the same concepts that have been taught the past few years, and uh, it's just a matter of getting some younger guys up to speed and, and getting used to that experience on, under the Friday night lights. As Greg mentioned earlier, 
scrimmage against Lewisburg, and now you're actually going to play a game. What what do they bring to the table that are going to create some problems, in your opinion, for Sealands Grove? My biggest concern, I think, um, is just on the line. Uh, Lewisburg has a lot of guys that have played, uh, especially on the offensive and defensive lines, and Sealands Grove is uh, still working on trying to figure out who those five guys are up front. They're trying to uh, gel as a unit. Uh, There's really only two starters back on that line. Um, And another area is just having so many inexperienced guys on defense. Um, You have someone like Farinato who can make plays in the passing game. Um, It's going to be keeping up with assignments and just making sure that you know where guys like that um, are at all times. Well, Zach, we're thrilled for you. Throw for you, your Thank wife, you. Trey. Uh, I know Greg congratulated you. I congratulated you. Sean did. Did the suit congratulate you at any point? Or uh, I didn't hear anything from him yet. But <laughs> I lost your phone number. I was terrible. Yeah, oh, really? Sorry, yeah. man. <laughs> well, unfortunately, by bringing him into the conversation, be prepared now to be uh, sold digital media when it comes to baby formula and diapers. He he knows a guy. Oh, and uh, I want to let you know, Kevin, that I did make it to Seelands Grove scrimmage. Oh, so. good. I, I'm glad. You didn't have to watch. We didn't have film. to nice ask job. you. That's a that's a no-brainer. I mean, they just adopted a baby boy three weeks old, yet he made it to the scrimmage. Boy, I'll tell you, it is great with Sean, Greg, and Zach to work with selfless people. Hey, don't forget, airtime on WKOK at 6.30 on Friday. I'll be joined by the coach, Dick Horton. It'll be fun. What time's your Instagram or photo bomb or whatever that thing's called? Snap face. We'll, we'll probably oh, snap. No, we'll probably Instagram uh, somewhere along the uh, 6.15 time, I would think. Me talking and Coach Hort taking a nap. That's what it'll be. Yeah, it's, that'll be our Instagram. Well, that's for Greg, Sean, and me, a reason to live. You can, right, in, you can so. insta after your game day segment on Friday night. Oh, there that. we go. Yeah. yeah. And, of course, uh, Eagle 107 is going to have the Sealands Grove broadcast, 100.9, the Valley of the Lewisburg broadcast, and, of course, WKOK and uh, Photo Snap or whatever it's called. We'll have Sunday at 6.15. My chat. Oh, sure, I'll chat with you. <laughs> Hergram. It's <laughs> my own personal app. And I'm not going to embarrass you and ask how many followers. It goes right up there with the question they asked about taxes. <laughs> uh, how much do you pay for that app? I just keep hitting the button are, are, and downloading already, it so that the number goes higher and higher. On the, on the tax thing, oh, are you going to have to release a tweet about saying you failed? All right, uh, we'll come back with more in a moment. Thanks, guys. Here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Hey, our thanks to Greg Wetzel. Zach Showers, Kevin Herr for joining us on our first roundtable of the season. The openers are Friday night. News Radio 1070 WKOK. We'll have, of course, uh, Shikolimi and Danville. Eagle 107 will have the Sealands Grove broadcast, and 100.9 The Valley will have the Lewisburg broadcast. High school football season's upon us. 
I don't understand. I asked all the questions people have been asking in the offseason to the Shikalimi play-by-play guy, and he seemed to get offended. What was the difference between that and what I asked Greg and what I asked Zach? I mean, Sean, you listen to it. I'll try to get a reaction soon. I think he went back to the office. He's now working on the Friday night opening. How about sales? You wonder why you wonder why Jamie and I like think so much alike. Your station for news, weather, business, and CBS Sports Radio. News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury and on WKOK.com.